the blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast where your two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Back to back, because we love Seinfeld, you love Seinfeld, God, I love some Seinfeld, baby! I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Corey, and we're also going through Curb Your Enthusiasm exclusively on our Patreon page. So check that out when you get a chance, patreon.com slash Cartwright. Holy shit, that might be a record as to wasting zero time at the plugs, my man. You <laughs> jumped right in it. I got bills to pay, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please check it out. Uh, you know, awesome. Our Patreon, we're really excited about our Curb stuff. $5 yeah. a month for the Curb, which is twice a month, and also just $1 a month for uh, getting this show completely ad-free and sometimes early, which is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and all the entire back catalog, too, from episode one to yep. right now. So, yeah, check that out, guys and gals. We would love it and appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Are you done plugging? Are we good? Uh, yeah, for now, for now. Okay, all right. Well, today we are talking The Face Painter, Season 6, Episode 22. It first aired May 11th, 1995. Core, my man, please give us that synopsis. The Devil's Putty Is that what it says? Please tell me that's what it says. <laughs> no, I wish, I wish. Uh, Putty prepares for a hockey game by painting his face like a devil. George tells his girlfriend that he loves her, Kramer gets into a fight with a monkey at the zoo. All right. Oh, weird. Nothing Nothing about what Jerry's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. Do you think that that's an indicator of, of um, like, you know, the show is obviously about him, but as we're barreling towards the series, the end of the series in the next few seasons, I'm curious to see, and I think we've already seen it, that, you know, he's not the main, main character anymore. It's, it's becoming more of an ensemble cast. Yes, and we talked about it, or we've mentioned that in upcoming seasons, we're going to be losing these stand-ups more and more, and I think that also is a bit of a, an indicator that it's less and less about Jerry and his stand-up, and more about exactly the ensemble, so yeah, maybe, but we do have a stand-up this episode, and this one is on monkey ownership. <laughs> oh man, this was close to greatness, so close, didn't quite make it. Monkeys are really the end of the line in the pet world. I think when you're at the monkey level of pet ownership, have a kid. I mean, come on, you know? I mean, you're so close. If you need a pet that can roller skate and smoke cigars, it's time to think about a family. Monkeys, of course, were the first astronauts in the 60s, which I'm sure made perfect sense to the monkey brain. Maybe that is the next logical step for me, because I've been working with the Italian guy in the crank organ, and I think I'm ready to handle the maximum re-entry G-forces. Dude, I, I wish he actually just made more, like he added more to the end of that, because I like the idea of the monkeys looking at a rocket and being like, well, may maybe this is my next logical step. It was actually a good idea that I he just didn't, like finish and it just it felt half baked but i wanted it to get there okay 
Yeah, it was fine. I thought it was totally fine. <laughs> You're like, I don't care. Not nearly <laughs> as much enthusiasm as you have. Because technically, this is the last stand-up of the season. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. We're going to be talking about that next episode. All right, but now we are talking the face painter, okay? We're going to get into our breakdown. Uh, George and his uh, his date, who is in his car, she's, he's got her all fascinated with his talk on toilet paper, you know? <laughs> about it's not changed over the years, and it's really working for him. Uh, and that actress who's playing Sienna... His uh, girlfriend of this episode is Katie Silverstone, who yep. I 100% remember her, her best from the Drew Carey show. Uh, I don't know if you remember her the most from that as well. That's literally the only note I have for this entire scene, so I have <laughs> nothing else to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, at Monk's, we uh, see a busboy picks up a bowl from Elaine, and she mentions how good the soup is, and he freaks out. He's all like, uh, doesn't know what to say and, and walks away. And Jerry's all like, why are you telling the bus boy? What and does I'm he like, care, man? Well, yeah, but that's a normal fucking thing to say. Someone Not takes to it the up. bus boy. Yes, you say it to, to the anybody waiter. who takes up your fucking thing. That's bullshit. He's a part of the team. And I, if someone says it, you know, she's saying it without really knowing who it is. But still, you say it. And he should be like, oh, great. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. And then back the fuck away. Instead of just doing his weird-ass stare that he did. So I thought it was funny, and I completely uh, felt where the busboy was coming from. There's no- uh, but I don't I don't think you're wrong. Like, I think you're right. I think it is nice. Like, that was a nice pleasantry that she did. Yeah. And then he, he, he did look at her like she had a third eye, though. Exactly. There's no way that's the first time someone said that. When you pick up a thing like absolutely I've I've said I mean, I don't comment on how good my food is. Most of the times waiters will be like, oh, I I see it's all gone. You must have not liked it. Uh And I want to punch him in the fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) I I hate it. Hate it when they say that because they're basically calling you a fat fuck. Exactly. I don't eat it because it's good. I eat it because it's there. You're like, the fact that I finished my plate is not a compliment to the chef. I no. just, I was just hungry. Exactly. I mean, not even hungry, man. I eat it because it's in front of my face. Because <laughs> you are a fat fuck. And You're fuck not. Them. You're really not. You're not, actually. And fuck them. For, I, I, but I've gotten that comment so many times. I just want to be like, oh, I want to strangle you, piece of shit. But anyway, you're the bus like, boy. <laughs> you know, what you, your body type reminds me of, um, you, you worked in the film industry, but I know you weren't that much of a grip. There was a lighting thing called a beefy baby. And, uh, that, and that's like its technical yeah. term is a beefy baby. Yes. That's what you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, my buddy, my gay buddy, uh, I think he calls me a cub because i'm not like hairy like a bear but <laughs> yeah, i'm still thick like a, yeah. like a young cub like i'm a, I'm a <laughs> that's what i am i'm a i'm a thick but i'm still strong yeah, um, yeah. but i don't have the hairiness factor and so i'm yeah, yeah. kind of kind of fit kind of fat uh, yeah no you're thick two, two c's buddy two c's two c's thick <laughs> i hope everyone uh keeps that image in their head for a while all right yep <laughs> okay yep all right uh they see someone they know alec berg who is playing it's it's somebody I know, Mark oh. DiCarlo, and I picked him up at the airport one time when I was driving Lyft in Burbank. Are you fucking kidding me? Nah, dude. Uh, him and his like ma- manager, somebody, um, and I drove him. He kind of lived over by, just right in Hollywood, real close. Um, super nice guy. 
totally forgot that he was in Seinfeld. And I was like, when I dropped him off, I was like, how the fuck do I figure out his name? Because, of course, the, the his agent or whoever booked it. And so the how I found out who it was, I looked up on Google, uh, actor that looks like Paul Reiser. And then I found his picture, and I was like, ah, there it is, Mark DiCarlo. And, yeah, dude, so when I saw him here, I was like, holy shit. And, yeah, dude, super fucking nice guy. Really, really cool dude. He you know, totally talked to me. We were just chatting. Nothing, you know, nothing special. Just cool, cool dude. Nice. Uh, it's much better than what I was going to mention about him. Basically, uh, he's done a couple different things, but a lot of people, maybe well, probably people younger than us, might recognize his voice as the dad in the Jimmy Neutron show. Yep. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He's he's has a, like some decent credits, but like no big big things in there. He's that guy. You see him and you're like, ah, that guy. And then you rush and type in uh, Paul Reiser lookalike. <laughs> now the name Alec Berg should look Berg. familiar to you because Alec Berg was a writer on Seinfeld. Ah, okay, cool, cool, yeah, cool, cool. So I guess I guess you're not looking through the uh, the credits like I am as much. I do so a little bit more I, of that research than you do. So I've discovered with, with between this show and podcasting after dark, uh, I as a kid never looked at credits, never looked at people's names or anything like that. And now I'm starting to, and I feel like I'm actually gaining a whole new wealth of enjoyment from the media that I consume now that I'm putting things together. But I am really, really bad about paying attention to that stuff. I like the world that a movie or a show creates. I like living in that world. I don't really care so much how they make that world, you know? Uh, Okay, fair enough. Uh, But, like, I mean, Alec Berg wrote... Probably like 15 episodes of Seinfeld. Uh, he wrote uh, the Cat in the Hat screenplay, the Mike Myers one. Not that that really matters. Uh, he wrote the movie Euro Trip, which is hey! a good fucking movie. He yeah. wrote multiple episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He wrote lots of episodes of the show Barry, which was one of my favorite fucking more recent shows. And he wrote a shit ton of mo- uh, many episodes of Silicon Valley. So I love Silicon Valley, by the way. It's so, a great yeah. show. So he's a and good fucking writer. But- and I've heard nothing but good things about Barry. That's uh, high oh. on my uh, to-do list. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a complete it's a complete Corey problem, uh, not paying attention to credits at all. And like I said, it's something that I'm actually trying to change about myself. Okay. Uh, well, it's really hard to say the name Alec Berg without saying Alec Berg. Well, and, and conversely. I, that I remember, like that I like, know, like when they say stuff like that, that all gets me the nostalgic tinge because when I think of Alec Berg, I don't think of a writer, I think of Berg, he's got a real John Houseman name, you yes, know? Yes, he's got a good John Houseman name, of course I had to look up who John Houseman was. Did you recognize him right when you saw him though, right? Al, uh, John Houseman? Yeah. Hey, not really, he seemed some oh. old white guy. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't know, he's, I mean, yeah, he's an actor, I've, I've seen him before. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a, I didn't recognize the name, but when I saw him, I was like, oh, that dude. Yeah, some old British actor. He won an Oscar for The Paper Chase. He's been in a bunch of commercials, which I think is yeah. uh, what a lot of people might recognize him for, at least younger generations. Um, but he is very kind of known for his distinctive British like kind of proper accent. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the commercial stuff that, that I probably know him yeah. from mostly. Yep. So, all right. Uh, apparently, Elaine and Jerry just – they think Alec Berg is pretentious. and But he does come over. And uh, we find out that some guy, Jerry Fogel, died. And the name at this point didn't ring a bell. <laughs> so I, 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 I just, I'll, I'll say it. Well, I'll mention it later. But for now, we just know that this guy, Jerry Fogel, is dead. 
Yeah, uh, and, and I'm with you. Uh, it, at this point right now, it doesn't click for me. Yep. <laughs> so uh, Alec, uh, we find out, has season tickets to the New York Rangers game. It's the playoffs. He can't make it, and so he offers them up to Jerry. So like, okay, that's pretty nice. They're, they're very gracious about it, and they accept. Uh, at the apartment, Elaine and Jerry are chatting. Uh, George comes in singing with flowers. Oh, boy, is he smitten for this girl. And I love how he's, like, holding him, and Elaine thinks that they're for her. <laughs> She's like, oh. And he, George just shimmies away. It's great. That's a good little bit right there. It is. It is. He tells them about his whole toilet paper conversation, and I love how they completely tear him down. And they're like, toilet paper's changed. You got two-ply. You got quilted. You got all this other stuff. <laughs> Colors. Three-ply. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Colors, not so much. Well, I guess prints. You might have prints. Um, but like, yeah, anyway, I thought that, I thought that was going to crush him more than it did, uh, but it didn't. He still, you know, is excited about his relationship. In fact, he's so excited. He's going to tell her he loves her. Mm -hmm. That's a a big step. And if she doesn't reciprocate, that is a pretty big matzo ball out there. And that is a phrase that I use (laughs) frequently and often. If something is big out there (laughs) like this, it's a matzo ball right on the table. So a pretty big matzo ball. He's about 50-50 on getting the I love you return, which is, uh, to me, that's a low number you know, feeling on like one, I feel like I would only really say that until I know it's at least an 85, 15 oh, that I'm going to get Or even back. better, wait yeah. until she says it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you chump. <laughs> so, all right, Kramer comes in and Jerry invites him and George to the hockey game and Elaine as well uh, because they have like the four tickets. Uh, but George, he's got a date, so he's not going to go. And then staying, uh, instead, Elaine wants to bring Putty because he's a big Devils fan who we met Putty previously in a previous episode, of course. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and we talked about how how awesome it was that Putty was fully formed as soon as yep. he uh, hit hit the ground running, which is weird considering his name is is Putty. You know, he, yeah. he should be more pliable. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, look at you. Yeah, I try. Uh, at uh, Elena gets Putty. He's in the bathroom. He comes out and he's got his Devil's jersey on and he is all face painted up. And yeah, holy right. shit, Elaine! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Elaine is stops in her tracks, and she's immediately freaked out. Uh, and I'm part of me is like, I mean, this isn't that strange of a nah. thing. Like, have you never been to a sports thing? I yeah. Mean, but George and Jerry and Elaine are not the gung ho sports type, and so they don't understand these type of people. Which is funny because we've seen them go to a lot of sporting events over the course of this series. Yeah, particularly baseball games. Absolutely. And you know what's kind of funny? You know what I immediately thought was in this episode, I was like, oh, wait, are they going to redo the whole uh, Jerry bring someone to a season tickets um, and you use you, you bring somebody who's not a part of the, the fandom? You know, but it was like the owner's box, I think, last right, time. Yeah, yeah. But I guess maybe that was the difference. Um, but anyway, but that oh, well, because they happen. weren't they weren't like they were Rangers fans. Right. But then he's a devil fan. So they're yeah. technically bringing right. He, he's not the same. Yeah. He's not with them. And as far as who he's rooting exactly. for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. OK. So I mean, okay. very similar to when they brought Elaine, right. yeah. you know, in the Baltimore hat. Um, yeah. Yeah. That to the Yankees to the Yankees game. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Um, by the way, fuck the devils. I hate the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I am a Flyers fan, and especially around this time, 
they had some guys that I just fucking hated. Scott Stevens and Scott Niedermeyer and Martin Brodeur. I respect Martin Brodeur, but fuck him. Um, I, I hate the Devils. I'm a Flyer. Go Flyers. I, you know, I grew up going to Capitals games here and there. You know, it was never a huge hockey game. But I, for one year, and I think it was around 98, I think, um, I bought NHL for the PlayStation 1, either 97 or 98. And I pl- actually played the shit out of it around that time period. So I was, like, really into, like, hockey then, and then that was it. And actually, uh, I was a Chicago Black. Uh, Hawks. Yeah, that is a team. Yeah, and that's who I, I tended to use, and I can't remember specifically why, but I kind of used them a lot for some reason. Maybe I played a season with them or something. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. All right, well, uh, Kramer and Jerry do come into the apartment as well, and they, they're equally freaked out at his face-paintedness. And I do love Putty's, let's get it on! <laughs> but Kramer gets it, though. He's a little freaked out, but he goes, yeah, you got to support your team. And I, We've talked about it before. I love it. Kramer always gets things. He's like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. He is almost immediately supportive. He's yeah. down for pretty much whatever, and he, you know, he lets people be people. Yeah. And that's actually a really cool thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone wrote a book like The Tao of Kramer or something like that. But, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. We cut to the game. And Putty is just being like this obnoxious fan on the glass. He's banging the glass. He's just excited. But at the same time, like, dude, if that was me and that was my first time being in the front row, I'd be pretty fucking excited, too. And it's playoffs. Yeah. Nothing is better than playoff hockey, man. Nothing. Yeah. 
and people are yelling him like by to get down. I'm like, I don't feel like I would see that. I feel like people are going to be into it. It's going to be crazy. But I guess maybe he is sitting in a Rangers area and he's you know rooting for Devils. But it's a playoffs, man. Everyone, everyone should be standing at the front right there because the fucking it's happening right there. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and did you notice one of the guys in the like the the row behind them? Um, I think he's a writer, but he's he was Elaine dates him at one point. He's super depressed. He's yes, like, I recognized him. And and, and he, I don't even think he's credited because I I can't ever remember his fucking name. And I tried to look him up. I was like, I can't fucking find him. And I can't remember the name of that episode. But you know yeah. who I'm talking about. I know. I know. Yep. I know what you're talking about. No yeah. one else listening to this podcast is going to know who you're talking about. Somebody will. <laughs> Albert will. He will. <laughs> Shout out to Albert. <laughs> Shout out to our pal, Albert. All right. So, um, George, on his date, he uh, steps up and he tells Sienna that he loves her. Oh, actually, I forgot to mention, I like Jerry's little crack. Her name is Sienna. And they talk about, this is way earlier, and he talks about, ah, oh, George is dating a crayon. And yeah. I thought that was kind of fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, Even though I have good. no issues with the name Sienna. It was no, no. Funny. It, yeah. was just, it was funny. It was great. Yep. So, anyway... George tells her that he loves her, and she responds, you know, I'm hungry. Um, and, you know, I don't think she hurt him, and so she's hungry. And, of course, he freaks out, and he doesn't get the I love you back. So the matzo ball is uh, fully hanging out there. And and another thing we kind of glossed over, too, it's a big deal because he's never said it before. He mm-hmm. he said it, and I don't remember, I think this conversation was closer to the beginning of the episode, but he's like, he said it once to like his dog or something, and then his dog <laughs> took a crap, you know? And, and it's like, that was it. So it's sad when you think about it, because obviously they're in their early 30s, and he's never said I love you to a woman before. Yeah, that's kind of sad. That That is some Arrested Development shit. Yeah, so. All right, uh, on the walk back from the game, the Devils won, so Putty is all excited. He's kind of still being a bit of a dick. He yeah. then, yeah, but I mean, he's almost just, you know, just, him and Kramer are, Kramer's kind of playing back a little bit too. Yeah, and it feels playful to me. I mean, I feel yeah. like Kramer's just kind of, he, it's just sort of more for him and Kramer type of thing. I like that. I yep. thought that was a fun little dynamic. Yep. He does randomly walk into the street, really for no reason, and uh, this car stops him, and he starts yelling at the car. And, you know, the car has to do with this whole quick break thing. And he goes up and he's like, he goes up to them and is like, ah, don't mess with the devils, man. We're the devils. Ah, the devils. Hiss. I love it when he hisses. <laughs> and it's this weird, like, you know, Spanish speaking priest who apparently has never seen a sports game in their life. Yeah. And he's like, El Diablo. And, El Diablo. You know. El Diablo. And, and it's funny and all, but like, I don't get what ultimately like is it a movie reference that they're going with? like is this whole thing a movie reference or something it's funny but like i just i feel like there's something i'm not ultimately getting with the joke here i agree and i i didn't do the research but i didn't feel like it was a movie reference yeah and it, so yeah. i just okay it was a spanish speaking guy who didn't who misunderstood the face paint yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't because I mean, and, and it's funny because like I love the putty stuff, but because I don't know what it, they're trying to say with it, it's it's like creating a, a barrier for me to totally get into the gag, you know? Yep, I agree. At Monk's, George tells Jerry about the whole matzo ball <laughs> and not getting the uh, "I love you" return. Uh, so now he's pissed and he thinks the relationship is ruined because of it, which is obvious. But at the same time, like. 
I don't know. I feel like it seemed pretty obvious that she seemed to have not heard him. Um, yeah. Just because just how quick she responded. But George, of course, overthinks it. Sure. So at the apartment, Kramer comes in. He was apparently at the zoo with George's girlfriend who works there. He was getting a tour. And uh, we find out <laughs> that a monkey, monkey, uh, the monkey, monkey. Uh, threw a banana peel at him. And so instead of just like laughing it off or, or you know, just walking away, he took that peel and threw it right back at the banana and hit him. Or threw <laughs> right back at the monkey and hit him at the chip. So uh, <laughs> Two things. One, Kramer's wearing his lobster shirt again. Oh, Jesus Christ, that fucking lobster shirt. I, well, and now it's become a thing. I'm like, oh, my God, they're using it a lot. Uh, and two, I think I was editing just this morning the episode where you and I had a discussion about how I say tour, um, like very T-O-R, and that's like a Maryland way of saying it. I love I giggled because as you were saying tour of the of the zoo, you tour. said like tour i can't I even said tour <laughs> no the way you're supposed you, to say it you said a tour of the I zoo did. you said it very proper you said it the right way and i just giggled because like i was the like, way alec berg would say it <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> sorry that's just a that was a core now there's another coreyism going yeah. on right here okay. i'm in my own head a lot tonight for some reason kramer tells jerry that he needs to thank alec for the tickets mm-hmm. which you know Jerry's done with all this overthinking, he says. He doesn't want to do it. And Kramer's now worried that they, you know, won't get the next tickets. Now, I fully am on Kramer's side here. Mm -hmm. Now, these tickets are not cheap. He's fucking right by the glass. Thank before and thank after. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. Dude, honestly, man, I'm not going to lie. The older I've gotten, the more that I've gotten into, like, writing thank you notes and stuff because Mm -hmm. I think it's a nice gesture. And when people do something nice for you, you can be nice back. You know, I don't understand why Jerry chose this thing to make a stand on. And... By the way, maybe it, maybe co- it comes out of nowhere. It's not. It's not like it's been building up this season either. Like I'm not really sure about it. I, I and and here's the funny thing. Uh, spoiler alert. Next episode, he's gonna kind of take a stand on consoling people for crying. And then a couple episodes prior, he took a stand on something else that was dumb. I'll try to see if I can research it before we do our season uh, wrap up episode. But. Dude, is this the theme for season uh, for this season, season six? Is Jerry just taking stands on social norms for no reason? But this is a dumb one to take a stand on because fucking, you know, uh, he did not have to give you a bird, did not have to give you those tickets at all. And all it costs, man, one fucking not even long distance phone call at this time. Just call him and thank him. Simple as that. Yeah, and, and, you know, even better if he doesn't pick up and it's a voicemail, just leave it on there, and that is A-OK, yeah. you know? And and even it's even if you're worried about a phone call, man, just be like, hey, man, uh, I know you're busy. Just wanted to say, hey, thank you for the, the Whatchamacallits, the tickets. I, I just really appreciate it. I'll let you go, and I know you're probably a busy dude. And you'd be like, oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Dude, 30 fucking seconds. Yep, yep. Jerry, come on, Jerry. So, all right. Uh, Jerry then explains the person who died. This uh, Fogel guy, he says, oh, you know, the guy who had the toupee who pretended he had cancer. And I was like, oh, shit. It's the John Lovitz character. (laughs) Episode 13 of this season, uh, The Scofflaw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we they might have referred to him by name there in that episode, but I didn't remember it because I just knew no. him as John Lovitz, you know. But yeah, I was like, nah, they killed him off. They're like, fuck you. You're not coming back at all. <laughs> Good for you, Jack. 
<laughs> and that'll be the last one I say. Yeah, it's got to be. So, all right. At the funeral, uh, Elaine tells Jerry about this whole El Salvadorian priest uh, who's been apparently ruined by the El Diablo face painting thing. Uh, and I do like Jerry's little impression of putty. Yeah, you know, spot on. Got to support the team. <laughs> he even squints his eyes and everything. It's great. It is fantastic. And it's great because we don't see Jerry making faces like that usually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not really an impression dude. You know, no. impression comedy is a thing. It is an yeah. art for some people who kill it. Jerry's not really that, but like here, it's pretty fucking awesome. It's gold. It's yeah. gold. So I do like here at this funeral, obviously, you know, it's a funeral. It's a sad event. Everyone's kind of crying around them. And they're just kind of making small talk about things it just emphasizes further that they're just terrible people and they don't care about this guy and they don't care about this funeral and interesting that this is our moment in in the the show slash season uh to breathe and allow them to discuss you know things about nothing to have a conversation about nothing and it's it's doubly funny because they have to do it in between the sobs and the crying Mm -hmm. and they kind of like have to wait and everything but yeah again we've discussed it before uh i think in this season we've only kind of seen once one scene where they talked about nothing that was was plot related you know and and, and how we're moving away from the show about nothing. And it, so it's nice to see them sneak it in here. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they do see Alec Berg, who kind of snubs them, you know, like, uh, like, you know, gives them a snubby little hello. All right. So they're kind of worried. At the zoo, uh, the main zookeeper there tells Kramer that the chimp he hit with the peel is acting all depressed now. <laughs> he's, he's even curtailed his autoerotic activities. Wow, that, that really stuck out to you? Of course. It's a great way to say he stopped jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will never curtail my autoerotic activities. <laughs> oh, man. And shit like this podcast will make sure that you never have to stop. Because exactly. if, if, if your wife listens to this show, she, you'll be not God. curtailing your uh, autoerotic you know, activities. Curtailing my ass to the street. Yeah. So, all right. Ultimately, they want him to apologize to the chimp. And I like, you know, here Kramer's like, oh, everything has to be done for the monkey. You got to do it for the monkey. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny. Yeah, what, what about my feelings? Yeah, I, I like it. it. But it's weird that it was oddly, like, he was like, well, I don't want to do it. And they were like, okay, well, then, even though, like, it come, you know, he kind of does do it, but, like, it was weird that she was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. And, and it didn't seem like they ended it with him doing it. You know no, what I mean? It, it, it actively seemed like they ended with him not going to be doing it. And they weirdly seemed okay with it. It was like, it was almost like, well, we tried. Okay. And then, yeah. you know, even, you'll you'll talk about it. Okay. Okay, you stopped yourself, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, but yes, yeah, Sienna walks away, um, and she doesn't hear something that Kramer says, and the boss kind of mentions, oh, you, as you know, oh, she can't hear very well out of her left ear. And and, and that was okay. the only part that was weird. It was like he, the boss went from being angry at Kramer, you mm-hmm. know, and then he kind of switched it. it. It was a weird energy to the scene, although I very much enjoyed Kramer's, you know, responses and, and reactions. But it, it was like just like a weird plotted scene. It's like we have to get to this point and then, you know, I don't know. It's something didn't yep. stick stick right for me. So yeah, I assume you've seen this episode multiple times, of course. It's Seinfeld. 
but I, when I'm watching this one, I absolutely did notice in the earlier scenes when she is with George, she does like make an active acting choice to like actively make sure she twists so she can hear out of her right ear a couple times. Like you see her trying to make sure she can uh, shift so she can hear him properly where it's not like she's just like leaning forward and, and, you know, not giving him the time of day with the left ear. Like I felt the actress did a good job of keeping that continuity throughout the episode that you would notice it, you know, on another time. If you went back and be like, wait, did she really deaf on that? And then you go back and like, Oh, there are these little mannerisms she does. That does make me believe um, she did it on purpose, like to, to twist. So I, I'm with you because I knew where this was going and I knew like what the punchline was. So when I was watching it, same as you, I was like, okay, let me see if it kind of does fall, you know, fall into place. And it does, which is cool. And that's one thing that I actually really like about the episode. Um, now, another thing that sort of helped me do that is is my wife is sort of the same way. Although, if, she, if you ask her, she'll, she'll say no. But yeah, one of her, she can't hear very well out of one of her ears. And so her hearing is really bad. We kind of a lot of times watch movies and stuff with subtitles on so she can, you know, you know, read it and everything. But, I mean, it is your typical wife scenario, stand-up wife scenario uh, bit where... If I even though she can't hear shit, if I mumble something, she'll fucking hear it. Like exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, how do you? And I and I can't figure out if she's literally if she is deaf or not deaf. I'm literally cannot. It's like George with the fucking spotting coins. You're spotting coins. You're you know like with with and without the glasses. I can't figure it out if she's lying to me or not. God damn it. <laughs> right. Probably is. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> all right, at the apartment, Jerry's all worried that Alec Berg might be upset and, you know, about not getting that thank you. Um, I do like George kind of gives a good little, uh, you know, um, breakdown of, you know, what kind of high was it? Was it kind of like, a, oh, high. You know, at a funeral, you don't get a good excited high. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at a funeral, you know, you get like that kind of one. So, all right, they're not sure yet, you know, if it is, if he's really pissed off. Kramer comes in. He mentions the whole left ear thing to George, who's now realizing, oh, shit, she probably didn't hear his I love you. It's like it never happened. It's like when Superman reversed the rotation of the earth to save Lois Lane, a stark, awesome Superman reference right here, and we gotta love those every single time. Yep, that was my note. Superman reference, exclamation point. So, which is a really stupid superpower. It's not even like, come on, rotate, changing the rotation of the Earth is gonna fuck everything up, and it's not gonna reverse time. That's not how time works, Superman, you dumb fuck. 
What's worse, that or the giant saran wrap S that he throws in <laughs> Superman 2? I'm not going to lie. I am not a big fan of either of those movies. They're, I think Superman 1 and Superman 2, overrated. I mean, Superman I 1 is overrated. You know, just because uh, it's... Because it's in one where he does the reverse thing, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, like people fucking laud it as this great goddamn superhero movie. It's not. It was just an early one, but it's not a great movie. And yeah, the saran wrap is fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous, man. I, I still think Batman uh, 89 is is where the like super or superheroes yeah. like really kind of took off. But yeah, I know it, we wouldn't have gotten there without the Donner, Richard Donner Superman movies. But yeah, 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 yeah. hot take, man. I am 100% with you. I think they're overrated and I'm not a fan. Okay. Uh, Come at us. <laughs> but we approve of the references <laughs> oh, without yeah, question. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I both love Superman as a character, but we don't love the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. George, he's excited. He's going to tell her again. He's determined. He wants to tell this woman that he loves her. So, uh, Kramer's still upset that Jerry hasn't thanked Alec Berg, who's still refusing. He's a stubborn, stupid, silly man. <laughs> and I, I liked it earlier uh, when he said, you know, good manners are the glue of society. So, you know, he's, he's really in, in on this thing. Yep. All right. Putty and Elaine are at her place. She kind of, you know, questions to herself. You can see uh, that. Why is she with this idiot? She wants to break up with him because of this whole face painting thing. But he says, I'll stop. He'll change for her. That gets her all excited. Okay. <laughs> I do love how how the scene like like Putty's uh, eating the dip and he's like, why can't dip be a dinner? <laughs> he's like, I don't understand stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, Putty, I don't understand stuff like that either. I wish dip <laughs> wasn't dinner. Putty immediately comes into this show and is the everyman. He like is. that's the thing. The rest of the crew have gotten so fucking out there that we've needed someone to actually relate to. Mm -hmm. And Putty right now. For some people, let's say the dumb guys, he is kind of the person who you relate to most right now. Yeah. Yes, of course. He's Buddy. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't typically do it for dip, but I will say every now and then I'll just get a fucking bag of chips and salsa and go to town and that's my dinner. I fucking love chips and salsa. Yeah, dude. And I mean, hey, I'll take dip too. Why can't yeah. that be a dinner? <laughs> True. All right. Uh, George making out with Sienna. Woo. And then he uh, stops her, turns her, her head properly, and says, I love you. And she says, yeah, I heard you the first time. <laughs> oh, God. God. That's a big old matzo ball. <sighs> right on the hood of his car. Yeah, so Jerry is waiting for a, a call from Alec. Still not getting it. He's getting super worried. Again, Quick scenes happening here, so we're kind of cutting back and forth between different stuff. All right. Uh, Kramer does go and apologize to the chimp who, uh, you know, he's haha apologizing to a chimp, which I think is a fucking stupid joke. I think it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And the chimp ends up spitting on him. Haha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fuck I, that scene. If I were Michael Richards, I'd be like, do I do I have to get spit on by a chimp? Like, <laughs> am I, I'm not going to get, like, uh, uh, the rage virus from 28 weeks later, 20 days later or something, am I? Like, well, Jesus. I, is this sanitary is what I'm trying to yeah. say? And I think part of the problem, they couldn't really get real good Michael Richards 
physical comedy because they'd probably be afraid that the chimp would go apeshit yeah, if he yeah. started flailing around too much. Yeah, no, I saw that because at the, when he does get spit, he he kind of he you can tell Michael Richards wants to go full Kramer, but he's aware that like this creature might freak mm-hmm. out if he does, and it does feel toned back, and and it doesn't also jive with like how the scene ended prior so I, I would you know what i, I honestly like like you said i would cut this scene right here because yeah. and i don't even think it makes any difference whatsoever to the episode i wholeheartedly agree all right so we are back to elaine and putty and they're making out and uh you know things are getting uh, a little hot and heavy she starts unbuttoning his shirt and she finds a gigantic d not that d cory <laughs> It's a big painted D on his chest because he said he would stop face painting. But, you know, babe, this isn't on my chest. This is on my face, obviously. It's on my chest. He goes, he goes uh, I love how he says, um, uh, he did say, uh, I said no more face painting. And as you can see, this is not my face. Like, I love the way he sort of said it. It was great. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, all right. You know what? I got a little thing that kind of, just cause I said the word babe there made me go on a little tangent. I want to, I want to bring up cause he does call Elaine babe pretty yeah, often. Babe. Like, babe. Um, I'll, I'll call Keisha babe every now and then I'll say, all right, Hey babe, don't, you know, I don't want to do this. And she does not like being called babe. Ooh, Anytime okay. I call her babe, she'll make a, okay, babe, is that what you want me to do, babe? You got it, babe. And I'm just like, it's just, it <laughs> just come, whatever it is, that word yeah. strikes a nerve with her, man. <laughs> I call I call Myra Babe all the time. So much so that uh, my my buddies um, from the East Coast that I play uh, video games with on Saturdays, uh, as soon as she comes home, my headphones explode with Babe, like all mocking me. You know what I mean? I'm like, thanks guys, thanks. And of course, she can hear it too because it's like so loud. I'm going deaf. Noise, noise, noise. All right. All right. Uh, Kramer comes back to the apartment. Uh, we're doing like multiple day time jumps here um, mm-hmm. with some of these scenes. And Jerry has not gotten the call. They're really close to the game. And so he eventually reluctantly does call Alec to try and reconcile, see if he can get the tickets. So he calls and he thanks him. But Alec Berg, of course, it's close to the game, gave the tickets away. Naturally, of course, he would fucking give them away. It's like an hour before the game or some shit. And then the weird thing with the time jumps and, and everything. So earlier, and I'm, I cut it, the conversation Adam and I had, but there was a, a Jerry's apartment when we, we talked about the Superman reference. There was a little bit of a time jump. Kramer leaves in the first part. Uh, time jump, George is coming out of the bathroom, and then Kramer comes back into the scene asking, like, acting like he'd never had the conversation prior. It was yeah. Could really a commercial weird. break or something. I don't it was, know. yeah, it was a commercial yeah. break, but, like, it was... It was weird because Kramer would either have been there because it seemed like not much time had left, or mm-hmm. if he'd left and came back, he wouldn't be confused as to what they were doing. This yeah. episode was really, really weird with its de- scene choices and decisions, and maybe it was an editing issue. I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Alec Berg, because he gave away those tickets, he does say he's got a friend who's got some tickets in the nosebleeds, but there's a catch. Uh, okay. Then we cut to Jerry right beside Putty and Jerry and Kramer with other fans. They have, uh, painted on their, on their chest E and V. They all spell out devils. Ha ha ha. He's part of that group that Putty was going with. Um, okay. I mean, it's kind of funny. I I like, I like the sadness in Jerry's eyes that he had to do this to go to the game. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fine. I mean, it's fine. I, you, you see these, fine. this clip online. You see a picture. I'm always like, yeah, it's great. It's fine. Whatever. Right. Not but my favorite thing. It's fine. But what's, in my opinion, less than fine is the tag of the priest, uh, which we get this at the very end, where in comes Elaine to check on the priest. And he's, like, calling her in Spanish, you know, Mary Madonna. Like, oh, it's looking like the Lady Madonna. And I'm like, why the fuck was this even here? Like, I don't give a shit about this guy. Like, why are we now giving this whole kind of like, okay, devil look and angel look or whatever. It, it wasn't funny. She doesn't look like fucking Madonna. I don't like, maybe it's my, well, sorry. It, it just didn't, it didn't work for me one little bit. I'm with you a hundred percent. And coupled with the fact that his Spanish was translated before she walked in and then he, they don't translate his Spanish anymore, at least on Hulu. So I didn't know what he was saying. I mean, I picked up the same as you. I picked up like... I only I only know because Keisha speaks Spanish and she told me. Okay, and Myra wasn't here, um, so I couldn't ask her. I was going to ask her. But do, why the fuck did they not subtitle what he says to Elaine? Like, why did they not yes, subtitle they sh- that? Dead on. They absolutely should have. Because that's the punchline. We don't get the punchline and i don't get any of this and uh, it's okay and i'm gonna go into my final thoughts this is an episode that like it doesn't feel like a complete episode we don't get any conclusion uh to george saying i love you to uh, uh his girlfriend and yep. i i was i was gonna you know obviously i made note of the next episode to see if maybe she was in it nope it's not so this is it no conclusion to that the matzo ball lives on the table um, putty, the, or the whole priest thing, uh, no clue what the hell is going on there. And I don't even get the reference. I don't even think it's that funny. Although I do like putty when he's like, ah, we're the devils. And now that's like, that's that moment of, of putty saying to the priest that, you know, the, we're the devils, like that's become iconic. But when you look at it as a part of the episode, I'm like, I don't really get why it's happening, especially since like Putty ran into the street and then blamed the car for almost hitting him. There's so many problems with this episode, bro. Like seriously, a a, a half-baked stand-up at the beginning, uh, weird time jump cuts with Kramer coming back in, not understanding what's going on, everything that I just said. And then I feel like there's some other thing that we didn't get resolution to again, but I'm just kind of so sort of like, ugh sort of blown by it and uh not gonna lie dude like i really wanted to love this episode because it's fucking buddy with the face paint it's devils it's, it's this episode you know there's there's a lot to this episode but man it really to me honestly it, it was it was a giant fucking it was a giant 2.5 matzo ball out of five sitting on the table and i really wanted this to be a four or something yeah yeah, I actually started off with this one being higher. And our discussions, our discussions um, made me bring it down. I actually had it at an entire point. But when you were discussing and just going through it, I was like, yeah, he's right. Fuck, he's right. Here's our issues. And so I brought it down an entire point. And there are things that I enjoy. I like the yeah. Alec Berg stuff. I think that actually turned out pretty decently. Um, George getting shot down is funny. Um, but yeah, like... The, the interesting thing, in my opinion, is she doesn't reject him. We end with her saying, yeah, I already heard you. Is this going to come back next episode? No! no! Fucking spoiler alert! It doesn't! That's a problem! Yeah. 
So he totally could have kept dating her if he was just not so fucking insecure because she seemed still into him. I don't know. Um, the face painting stuff is great. I love that. I think that putty putty is the highlight of this episode for yeah. me. Um, other than like the weird, you know, I like him saying the devils, the devils. I wish there would have been a better lead up other than him, obviously just walking into the street, but it is, it's funny. This is the second appearance of putty. This is his most iconic moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of great that they dived into that already. The pre stuff started off interesting, but it went nowhere. And it really ultimately became unfunny when we had that extra tag. Um, so fuck that idiot who obviously doesn't know what sports people are or doesn't. He sees everything as a goddamn sign. Some woman comes in and you see backlighting with the sun and she's the fucking Mary Madonna. No, you idiot. And, um, and please, somebody out there, if there's a, if this is a reference to a movie uh, or something, uh, tell us. Like, l- leave us a message on 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 the Facebook page or Patreon because I mean, I think you and I would love to know what that the point would help of this was. That would help it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I ultimately started off as as higher, but it came down to a very you know meh, two point five out of five. El Diablos! El Diablos! <laughs> and can I tell you something, bro? I had mine at 3.5 going that's, into this that's as exactly well. exactly me too, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why we talk it out. That's why we talk it out to see how we feel about it. And these are one of those episodes where, yeah, sometimes you're blinded by the El Diablo. And then you realize, eh, there's not much meat on the bones here. So, <laughs> but you know what? Has so much meat on the bones. Are you calling me fat again? Yeah, God I damn am. it! I'm calling you a fat fuck. <laughs> thick, <laughs> thick with the two C's. Thick baby, thick. And you know what else is thick with two C's? The blast from our past podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a podcast I do with my brother. You've all heard about it by now. If you've listened this far into any of our episodes, uh, yeah, it's what I do. We um, talk nostalgia, all things nostalgia, uh, whether it's album reviews. Fan castings, uh, if it's you know movie or TV show reviews or top ten episodes, we're talking everything, mostly from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. So check it out. Also check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. This is a trivia episode, trivia podcast I do with my brother. We like it a lot, and uh, we also like a lot. I like it a lot. I like podcasting after dark. Podcasting after dark. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that, Corey. Zach and I uh, talk about cult movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, by the time, well, shit, okay, by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be weeks old, but uh, we just dropped our hard target review. So, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme, JCVD, baby, those are the kind of movies we're talking about over there. Uh, actually, that's a perfect, that would also be a perfect one for Action Action. I'm sure they, mm-hmm. they've discussed it at some point, because uh, they have three years' worth of episodes, but please go check out Action Action. Please go check out people don't forget uh please go check out talking back you guys know and love all the shows in our network and uh, we love supporting them and so check them out and check out our patreon you know what it's all about and yada 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 bada bing bada boom we'll see you guys next week with the understudy rochelle 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 <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 